Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Smith Wigglesworth was once traveling from Belgium to England. As he landed in England, he received a request to stop at a place between Horwich and Colchester. The people were delighted that God had sent him and told him of a special case that they wanted Smith to pray for. They said, we have a brother here who believes in the Lord, and he is paralyzed from his loins downward. He cannot stand on his legs, and he has been 20 years in this condition. They took Smith to this man, and as he saw him there in his chair, he put this question to him. What is the greatest desire of your heart? The man replied, Oh, if I could only receive the Holy Ghost. Smith was somewhat surprised at his answer. And Mr. Wigglesworth laid his hands on his head and said, Receive you the Holy Ghost. Instantly, the power of God fell upon the invalid man and he began breathing very heavily. He rolled off his chair and there he lay like a bag of potatoes, utterly helpless. Smith Wigglesworth has said, and I quote, I like anything that God does. I like to watch God working. There this man was with his great fat body and his head was working just as though it was on a swivel. Then to their joy, the man began speaking in tongues. Smith had his eyes on every bit of him. And as he saw the conditions of his legs, he said to himself, those legs could never carry that body. Then he looked up and said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Smith will tell you that the Holy Ghost is the executive of Jesus Christ and the Father. If you want to know the mind of God, you must have the Holy Ghost to bring God's latest thought to you and tell you what to do. The Lord said to Smith, command him in my name to walk. But Smith missed it. And he said to the people there, let's see if we can lift him up. But they tried and they could not lift him. The man was like a ton weight. Then Smith cried, oh, Lord, forgive me. He repented of doing the wrong thing and not doing what God had told him to do. And then the Lord said to him again, command him to walk. Smith said to the invalid man, arise in the name of Jesus. The man's legs were immediately strengthened. Did he walk? No. He ran. And he ran all around. A month later, this man walked 10 miles and back again. The man ended up in a Pentecostal work. When the power of the Holy Ghost is present, things will happen. Peter spoke in Acts 4 after God had healed the lame man through him. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand before you here whole. This is the stone which was set at not of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. 
Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Does this minister to you? Is the power of God in your heart? I'm going to have the Water of Life boys sing here, Rise and Be Healed. You've got faith? Then rise and be healed as it plays. begin with prayer. Father, first of all, I pray supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks 
be made for all men and all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Father, let the power of my Lord be great on these men. Father, let the power of my Lord be great and grant us repentance. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. And I ask this in Jesus' name. It was my power that raised my son from the dead. It is my power that will raise you and bring everything you need if you believe. All right, let's get started. I want us to start in 1 Timothy chapter 2. I'm going to read from verse 4. Who will have all men to be saved and come into the knowledge of truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ. Let's read that last verse again. Who will, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ. Do you know that you have a mediator? That you have a mediator between you and God. Let's take, a, I looked up the word mediator. And it means one who intervenes between two. One who intervenes between two, either in order to make or restore peace and friendship. To make or to restore peace or friendship. To form a contract or for ratifying a covenant, a medium of communication, an arbitrator, an intercessor, an intercessor. Did you know that you have somebody that's standing between you and God. And he is standing there on your behalf. And it says right here that that mediator is Jesus. That mediator is Jesus. And he is standing between you and the Father on your behalf. Now, where does he intercede? Where does this intercession come in at? Let's go to Isaiah 53. You are not in this alone. That is the great thing. You are not in this alone. There is somebody with you. Now I'm going to start in verse 10. This is Jesus on the cross. Yet it pleased the Lord Jehovah to bruise him. He has put him to grief. Well now shall make his soul, Jesus' soul, an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. This is the resurrection. This, let's go at the beginning. It says, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. It made God happy to crush Jesus. That's what, that's what that word bruise means, to crush him, to break him to pieces. 
It made the Lord happy to do so. It said, and he put him to grief. He made him sick. The Father made Jesus sick. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. How was Jesus' soul an offering for our sin? Jesus became an offering for us when he took our sin on his own body. And it was in his soul. It was in his soul. Jesus took your sin, my sin, into himself, into his soul. It says, and when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. That's the resurrection. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. Shall be satisfied. Who satisfied the Father concerning your sin and my sin? Who satisfied the Father? Jesus did. Jesus did. That is the mediator. He satisfied the Father on your behalf and on my behalf concerning our sin. Let's go on. And shall be satisfied by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. Justify. Take all the sin away just as if you have never sinned. When did that happen? When Jesus was raised from the dead, you were justified. It said, my servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Why? Because Jesus bore our iniquities on his own body and in his own soul. He bore everything you've done, everything I've done, In his own body, in his own soul. I said this before. When God was giving me this revelation years ago, he said, Kathy, Jesus didn't carry your sins in a suitcase. No, they were in his soul. He became your sin. He who knew no sin became sin. Jesus became your sin. Took it in his own soul. Took it from you. Took it from you. And with his death, burial, and resurrection, you were justified. Let's go on to verse 12. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great. Why dividing Jesus a portion with the great? Because the father was satisfied. And he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he has poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sin of many. He bore our sin. And here's where I want to get to. And made intercession for the transgressors. Jesus made intercession for you and I to the Father. To the Father on our behalf. Jesus became our intercessor. Our intercessor bearing our sin. Taking whatever we owed God Jesus paid. Do you see that? Taking whatever we owed God and paid it. He paid it on the cross and he paid it in hell. And now you and I don't owe the Father anything but to believe. But to believe. Jesus interceded for us between us and the Father. Now, 
That intercession didn't stop there. It didn't stop there. Let's go to the next verse. I'm going to go to Romans 8. And I'm going to begin in verse 31. This is Paul speaking. And he said, what shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? How can God be for us? Jesus became our intercessor. Jesus became our mediator. Jesus became our offering. So now the Father is for us. If all your sins are forgiven, if everything that you've done against the Father has been forgiven, justified, paid for, you don't have any more to pay. Your mediator took care of it, and now God is for you. Did you know God was for you? Did you know that God is for you? And you know Jesus helped that to be so? Did you know that God is for you? Let's go on. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall not he with him freely give us all things? Give us all things. Let's look at that verse again. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Us all. Do you get that word all? Do you get that word all? It said delivered him up for us all. So he delivered Jesus up for you. He delivered Jesus up for you. Let's go on. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall, need a, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. When were you justified? When Jesus was raised from the dead. And now look at this next verse. Who is he that condemneth? Are you condemning yourself? Then you're not believing. Are you condemning yourself? then you're not believing. Lay it down. Repent and believe that Jesus bore your sins and your iniquities. Don't condemn yourself. That is unbelief. Jesus already paid for it. Now believe. It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God. And look at this next part. Who also maketh intercession for us. Who also maketh intercession for us? That's now. Did you know that Jesus is making intercession for you now? Now? You are not alone. You have the spirit of Jesus in you if you're born again. If you're not born again, you are alone. Jesus said you must be born again. Believe that Jesus died, was buried, and raised again. Believe that in your heart, and you will be born again, and you are not alone. Jesus will be interceding for you. Do you know he's interceding for you right now? He is interceding for you right now. He is for you. Why would he spend the death, burial, and resurrection paying for your sin, paying for your iniquity, buying your healing, buying your prosperity, and then don't you now? That's a waste of time, wouldn't you say? Believe Jesus is interceding for you right now. 
Let's go to one more verse. Hebrews 7. I'm going to read verse 25. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost. To the uttermost. Let's read it again. Wherefore he, Jesus, is able also to save them to the uttermost. Now, who's the them? Who is the them? In grammar, I used to say, what is the object of the pronoun? Who is the them? Next statement. Wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him that come unto God by Jesus. When you go to God by the death, burial, resurrection by Jesus, then God is able to save you to the uttermost. The uttermost. That means your prosperity goes to the uttermost, not just, just not part way. Your healing goes to the uttermost, not just feeling better. Whole. It goes to your justification, total justification, total. That work on the cross by your intercessor was a total work, total justification in all your sin and iniquity. Let's go on. Wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing. Seeing he ever liveth. He ever liveth. That means right now and in the future. He ever liveth to make intercession for you. He ever liveth to make intercession for you. He is praying for you right now in front of the Father. Praying for you. For you. I hear you. You're saying, not me. Yes, you. Are you part of all? Are you part of all? Now, how does that manifest? You believe it. You trust in it. You look to that instead of how you feel. You look to what Jesus has done and is doing for you now instead of what you see. Instead of how you feel. Don't look how you feel. Don't look at the situation. What do you look at? That Jesus died for you. That he was buried for you. That he was raised again for you. That he is able to save you to the uttermost by making intercession for you. I have a great song that goes right along with this. It's Who Am I? And it's sung here by Terry Brown. Sing along with it and let God minister to you that he is for you and is able to save you to the uttermost. So 
suffer shame and such disgrace. I'm a Calvary, take my place. Then I ask myself this question, who am I? Who am I that the king would bleed with some desires that are not godly. The Word of God states, it says, He that comes to the Lord, he will in no wise, no wise cast out. No wise. You know why? Because he died for that desire. He bore that desire on his own body, in his soul. He not only bore that desire in his soul, he went to hell and paid for it. Don't look at the desire. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Those that come to Jesus, he will in no wise cast out. Look to Jesus and he will deliver you from that desire. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She'd love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. 
You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.